0: 32 of Roleplay Grow, the podcast for tabletop entrepreneurs, creators, and fans. I am Courtney Sover of Lighthearted Adventures, and in this podcast, we talk to the creators behind the brands in the tabletop roleplay gaming space about who they are and how they are turning their passion for gaming into a career. Christian Zouk is a Brazilian cartographer and author who has published a large number of supplements, adventures, and map packs on both DMs Guild and DriveThruRPG. He has some absolutely amazing advice that he shares as he describes his journey to becoming a best-selling cartographer involving marketing strategies, strategies for planning future publications, collaborations, and more. He also has a Kickstarter launching very soon that we discussed towards the end of the interview that sounds like it's going to be really cool. We did record this episode early, so he doesn't go into too much detail about it, but that Kickstarter will be launching on October 26th and I'll include a link in the show notes. Christian is a fount of knowledge and recommends some pretty amazing resources throughout the episode. If you're interested in learning more about publishing on these platforms, then I know you will love this interview. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. This podcast is a part of Lightheart Adventures, which is a small company I co-founded with my husband. We offer a weekly blog on our website where you'll find tips for running games, free monthly one-shot adventures, product reviews, and more. You'll find that blog at LightHeartAdventures.com. Brenton also creates beautiful dungeon maps, both on DM's Guild and on a commission basis, and is currently working his way through Wild Beyond the Witchlight. He's making map packs for all five chapters, and the first one is available for sale now. You can find that by going to DM's Guild and searching for Lightheart Adventures as the author, or you can go to LightHeartAdventures.com slash shop to find all our DMs Guild publications on one spot. Another way you can support the show is by checking out our affiliate links, like Found Familiar Coffee, the most delicious and nerdy coffee that you'll ever taste, and you get to collect some pretty sweet D&D-themed art from every package. Go to foundfamiliar.com and enter code lightheartADV to get 10% off your order, enjoy delicious coffee, and help me keep this show running. That is all for now, so please sit back and enjoy this conversation with Christian. Today, I am chatting with the very talented cartographer and author, Kristen Zook of CZRPG. Hello, how are you today?
1: Hello, Courtney. I'm very well. Thanks for asking and thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited to get to talk to you. I'm definitely a big fan of your work.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Great to hear this.
0: Yes. So let's go ahead and kick things off. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into gaming?
1: Sure thing. So I am a Brazilian guy. So uh, I live here and I have, uh, let's say, I have been playing D&D for 21 years, since 99. So it's been a while. And... I basically was in eighth grade and a colleague invited me to play this thing. He said it was RPG. I had no clue what it was. He kind of mentioned and gave some examples and I said, why not? And I've been playing with that same group with some minor changes since then. So we we are still playing together for for this whole time. And yeah, so this is how I got into into D&D and it's a hobby I really, really like. And I'm pretty sure... Other millions of people are also similar to me. It's a, a game people really enjoy. But yeah, as, as as about myself, I am I'm married. I have a little daughter. She's almost six. I have two dogs. One is actually sleeping behind me in her little bed. <laughs> and well, and I and I work with IT in my day job. I, I CzRPG is not my main. It's not my main main business, right? It's my side business. We could say that.
0: Yeah, totally. So you've been playing with the same group, for the most part, since 1999. Have you been playing D&D that whole time, or have you played other RPGs?
1: I did try. uh, We actually did try uh, Vampire a little bit. We played also a Brazilian RPG called 3D&T. Very simple. It's more simplistic uh, a system. Oh, I did play... uh, Three months of Pathfinder with uh, spheres of power. It was a political campaign, no combat, pure role play, basically. But what I've been playing, 99% of the time, I would say even more, 99.9%. It, it's DnD actually. Yeah.
0: Okay, fair enough. Are you in any campaigns right now?
1: I sure am. I actually, um, I am DMing a playtest of my upcoming campaign module. It's called Chesenta's Tyranny. Maybe I uh, can give some more details later on when, when if we talk about uh, future projects. But I'm DMing this playtest and I am a player in this group of friends. Uh, it's Tomb of Annihilation. I play a, a rogue Ranger and I have a wolf called Grey. <laughs> so, yeah, those two games. Uh, I, I don't have too much time to play because, as you can imagine, I, I'm mostly busy with production and, and running CZRPG. So it's it's not like I, I can be in, in too many tables.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's cool, though. I'm, I'm glad you get to play a little bit.
1: Yeah, I would play more, but I, I have to make a choice, right? If I want to really do the stuff I want through CZRPG, I have to make some sacrifices. And, and I am fine as well. It, it's good two two games a week for me it's It's a good pacing for someone who with, with a day job uh, a side company, and a family so that's 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 all right i'm I'm really <laughs> fine with that
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally get that that is a lot going on yeah well, I would love to dive into a little bit more about what you're doing, so can we start by going over what c z r p g is
1: Yes, so. I started CZRPG in a more informal way. It was not a company at the beginning. I started it around February last year, so it's been 18 months or so. And I I started once I had my first adventure written and I wanted to put it out and publish it on DM's Guild because this was the the marketplace. I it's it's the most let's say popular marketplace for D and D 5e and. So I decided to put my adventure there. It's called The Great Trial. And then I kept going. Uh, I was at the, at the beginning, it was really by myself and it was tough, uh, really tough with, without a network of you know other people to, to support each other. Then I found a network and I learned a little bit what, how I should do things, which was actually really helpful to, to be part of a community. And and then I started to put things out more and more and more things, uh, including maps. And then I decided, and I saw that it was working. It, it uh, my catalog grew, and I was seeing results. Then at the beginning of this year, I actually created this LLC. It's CzRPG Publishing, set in Brazil, right? It so um, CzRPG is a publishing company. And the aim of CZRPG is to provide amazing content with great presentation and supported by Gorgeous Maps. So core strategy of my my business are actually maps and, and great presentation, because I believe that doing quality content, making quality content, this is the premise. You know, if, if you want to have success, you need to provide it doesn't matter what company, what business you are. If it's a service, it needs to be a quality service. Uh, if it's a product, the product needs to, to be of quality. But then this is not enough. You also need to attract eyes to your product, to your services. And, and I do this uh, and I try to, to present my products well and market them. And, and if I present them well and I market them well, I have more chances to, you know, achieve my goals. And something else about CCRPG is that all, there is a reason why I do this, is to help the DMs to save time, because then they can focus on what really matters. They can focus on their stories. They can focus on their players and character players. And I also add something, and they can look like pro DMs. I say this because then they, they will put some nice maps in front of the players. They will, they will throw nice art at them, you know? on VTTs, or even it could be in person as well. But yeah, that's that's more or less what CZRPG do. So I uh, work with basically 5 v content and maps. And these maps, they could work in any fantasy system, actually. It doesn't need to be D&D, so it could be anything that needs maps for battle. In summary, that's more or less CZRPG. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. And I didn't realize that it's still been so soon since you set it up. But you've got so many publications.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been on. I, I consider myself on a maybe not the most healthy pace. I am. I am <laughs> uh, going a little bit too hard on this, and it's not a pace I can keep for too long. For example, I cannot work at this pace for ten years because not going to work. Uh, I've been working sixty-five hours a week. It's a uh, forty from my day job and and twenty-five at CZRPG. So uh, it's not easy. But I decided to do it, and I am fine doing it for a short time frame. Maybe I'm being naive, but I will try to slightly slow down a little bit next year. Let's see how that goes.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So, what I would love to talk about next is again, you've got a lot of publications both on DMs Guild and Drive Through RPG. So, can you give us an overview of? what all of the different types of maps and supplements and adventures you've been a part of?
1: Yes. So DMs Guild has been a bit more focused on, I have a few few adventures there. None of them are linked to the intellectual property of Wizards. So they are kind of adventures I created that can be dropped in any setting. And I found from my experience, this doesn't work so well for me. What works best or better for me is when I create content that is linked with the intellectual property of Wizards. So on this line, I have, for example, encounters products. So for example, this week I released encounters in the Fee Wild, which is linked to Forgotten Realms. But of course, it could be run in any also homebrew campaign uh, or where the DMs have a Fee Wild. So doesn't necessarily need to be into the Forgotten Realms, but I try to tie my content to the intellectual property. I will call it IP from now on, to the IP of Wizards. Besides that, I have a few supplements, like, for example, Barovian Born and Raised, which was not written by me, but I published it, and Dark Hexes and Diseases. So I have a few rules supplements, but most of my products are Encounters. I have a few adventures, and then I have maps and map packs. On Drive-Thru RPG, I have lots of maps and bundles. Aside from this, I have one big adventure I published through another publisher back when I was starting my career. It's called The Isle of Endless Fog. It's a mix of, we could say, Curse of Strad with The Walking Dead and The Mist. It's, a, it's very dark. And yeah, and, but That's the only adventure I have there through that publisher. The rest is on my account and it's some 60 maps. So if you are a DM and and likes to run your games on VTT and you need maps, I have quite a, probably I published, I think 200 maps so far. So I have lots of maps. And if you are a creator and you need maps for your publications, all my maps have commercial license, meaning you can use them. And it's very reasonable for your publication. So I have some maps which cost $2. two dollars. So this is really really cheap for you to put in a product because you will uh, you will save a lot of money because if you will commission a map it could cost I don't know thirty to one hundred dollars or more. If you get a stock map it, it will be potentially less. So um, this is more or less what I have in rough lines in both DMs guild and right through RPG.
0: How did you get into cartography?
1: Basically, because of the reason I just mentioned. So when I was considering maps for my first adventure, I I talked to a few people and I saw the price it costs to commission someone. And it was a little bit expensive for the first adventure. So one of the persons who was, you know, giving me a quote, this person was really nice and told me, "Eh, if this is your first publication, maybe you could look at some tools and try to make the maps yourself. And then I tried Dungeon Painter Studio. I tried Wonder Draft. I tried Dungeon Draft until I got to Incarnate in March last year. And then I kind of got addicted to that. I made... So basically what I did is I checked the free version and and I find it a little bit limited. So I decided to pay $5 and go for the pro version for one month and test it out. Then... I got addicted and I created 32 maps in that month. So it was basically one one map a day. And I really enjoyed the process. And this w- was what kickstarted me into cartography because I managed to... I already had the maps uh, for my first adventure. So, so this was the month after I had released my first product and I was looking into improving the cartography side. Then Incarnate was really, really a... Great thing that happened in the business because I've been using since then. And like I said, I've published hundreds, probably more than 200 maps. And I really love uh, mapping on cartography. So in, in short, I got into this initially because I wanted to save costs. But what ended up happening besides saving costs is that right now, I'm actually doing something else, which is I can generate revenue because I can commission maps, I can make commissions and I also can sell individual maps and map packs. So so it's it's really an interesting mix because I save costs by not needing to commission some uh, someone and I increase my revenue when I sell map and I even drive sales and I cannot measure this because all my products have lots of maps. And I can't measure how many sales are driven to these maps uh, because it's not possible to know. However, I I can know how much I'm making on direct maps, like by selling maps, map map commissions. This I have the the information but I I really don't know about uh, adventures that have maps or encounters that have maps. What I know is that it's been a really big portion of my business this cartography side.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of map packs out there, and your gallery on your website, too, is very expansive. You like it? Yeah, definitely.
1: Nice, (laughs) nice. Thanks.
0: Do you have a preference on, like, I know that you've got world maps and regional maps, city maps, battle maps. Like, is there one that you would say is your favorite to make?
1: Yes, my favorite kind of map to make right now are wilderness battle maps. This is actually what, what I've done the most, but I've done all kinds of maps uh, so far, right? Like you said, you listed a lot. And in my gallery, you can see the all the kinds of maps I've done. But really what I enjoy the most is making wilderness map, mostly because when I have to do interior maps, for example, a tavern or, I don't know, a mansion or something like this, I am not an, an interior design person. So I, I struggle to have ideas on how to fill the rooms, what kind of decorations to put. In the end, I always manage to do something. But I I see other cartographers who maybe are more, have more, you know, this talent of interior design or or architecture or, or, you know, decorations. And I see their maps and I feel, I I, I wish I had those ideas. So I am fine doing this kind of map, but I struggle a little bit more than doing wilderness maps. And if you checked drive RPG, you'll see that most of my stock maps there they are actually wilderness,
0: yeah, that makes sense, okay. you got into cartography because you essentially were needing to get maps for your first publication. so how about we go back even further in time and Tell me about the transition from playing with your friends and working on things for your friends and how you decided that you wanted to start publishing your own adventures and supplements.
1: Yes. So back in 2018, actually, I was looking for a new setting because we always played in Forgotten Realms and I wanted to try something different. And I found on Reddit a free PDF, an adventure that was really nice set in Innistrad, which is a plane from Magic the Gathering, right? So it, it's, it has some Ravenloft vibes. Although having played Curse of Strad, I still prefer uh, Ravenloft, but Innistrad was very interesting. So I ran a campaign in Innistrad using the first five levels um, as part of this, this PDF. And, and I looked at the PDF and it, it was really, really pretty and beautiful, it looked like, actually, wizards, like like an official module. And I was really puzzled how this person made that thing, because I, I, I wasn't aware that we could do these kind of things. So I chatted with the author on, on Reddit, and they told me they use something called, it's a website from Natural Crit called Homebrewery, which is basically a website in which you can use markdown, it's like uh, coding. But it's not too complex. And, and you can kind of format your content in, in the visuals that remind you of an official 5e product. I thought that was nice. Then once the adventure finished, I needed to continue it because it, it only went to fifth level. Then I created an adventure to continue it. And it was a horror adventure. I initially put it for free and I, and I formatted it using that website and I put it for free on Reddit. I advertised it there and I, and I decided let let me try this DM guild thing and I put it as pay what you want. But I had no idea what I was doing and and the logo was wrong and after f- a few time it was kind of a uh, locked they locked it because I was I didn't know what I was doing basically. Uh and then I gave up. So that's why I don't consider my my beginning because I, I stopped and continued just DMing the campaign for my friends and that was it. However, in 2019, I think, I saw a group of Brazilian guys. They made 2 million Brazilian reels in a Brazilian Kickstarter uh, crowdfunding. And then I I saw interesting. Then I started to get ideas. Um, Back then, I was working with another group of guys. Uh, We were trying to make a homebrew setting, maybe publish it. And then I went to the DMs Guild. Then I saw and I started to explore, and I saw a product called "Call from the Deep" from JVC Perry. It's a campaign module, 270 pages, and I saw it was being sold at $40. And I was really impressed that I mean, I mean, someone I, I never heard of was selling something at $40. $40. And I checked uh, JVC Perry, and I saw he had lots and lots of products and i thought well maybe maybe there is something there maybe there is this looks like there's potential it wasn't until end of 2019 that i decided well let me write something to put there then towards the, the end i spent a few months writing the great trial maybe 3 months i don't know it's it's not a small adventure but also it's not huge it's 20 25000 words and then i once i had it written i knew about homebrewery, so yeah, I used it to you know put the content there. But then I had to research about art, right? Uh, I had to use the proper art with proper licensing. Uh, I had to look into promotion and audiences. So that's why when I started my Twitter as well. So I had to study and I was alone. I, I didn't have a support net, network so it was really tough. But this was what kickstarted me to really try to launch. It was basically seeing other people uh, having success in the business. And when I decided to, to try, it was nothing else but simply an attempt. I had no expectations. And then by the end of 2020, I saw that, well, this thing actually works. So let's keep going. And I started working even harder, basically.
0: That's awesome. How long then did it take from, you know, you, you did this first one, as you say, uh, as just an attempt. And now you say that you're spending about 25 hours a week working on new publications. Did you publish that first one and then immediately start cracking out some more publications? Did you just kind of wait and see how it went for a while? Like, what what's it been like since you did that first one?
1: Well, I, I think I had the 100 Twitter followers back then I, I I got them in maybe 10 days and it took me 4 days I guess to get my first sale so this was really tough to see my product there and for 4 days and not a single sale and then I got my first one but it was really slow because nobody knew me and I didn't have a way to reach people because 100 Twitter followers it's uh, a <laughs> Not a whole lot, and then I was you know well let's keep going let's let's promote the product I, I wasn't giving up, but I started to also follow people right because I, I wanted to see other folks and and then i I saw that there was this guy, really nice guy called Anthony Joyce, he seemed to be doing really well and and at some point i Talked to him on 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 private messages on Twitter, and I said, "Well, at some point, I wanna I wanna get to your level because I saw that he was having a very nice success," and he was really cool in giving me a link to a Discord server which was full of other creators, and I joined that Discord around April, I guess, and this was completely game changing because. These people there, they had much more experience than me, and they they were able to help me with information, like with tips. I learned so much, so much. It's incredible. I I like to say that it's not even a, an overreaction, but because it's true, the fact that I entered, that I joined that Discord, I made money from joining that Discord because it it was basis and the the thing that really changed everything for me. So the first tip they told me is you have to release more. Okay, So you, you have to do your next product. So what I did in April, I took that product I released in 2018 as Pay What You Want. And now that I had an understanding of the process, I kind of remade it. I revamped it. And I paid an editor to edit the text. So I made something more professional and I released it. Priced, with the price. I don't usually do pay what you want. Uh, aside from maps sometimes and one-page products, usually my products, they are priced. And I, I put it at for $5. So that was my second product uh, with maybe two months between one and the other. And in that server, I learned something called long tail and snowball, which which I had no clue what it was. I had to ask when I saw those terms, I was, what is this? And basically, for those who don't know what that means, the long tail is a term used in sales about ongoing sales over time. Maybe your product is selling, I don't know, 10 copies a month, which may or may not be a lot. But over three years, you know, that's uh, 360 copies. Uh, So um, it's the power of time over, over the sales. That's long tail. Snowball is the power of releasing one product after the other. Basically what happens is that every time you release a product there is a chance that your previous products can have sales because people might may, may look for what else have you done or or you know uh, so you start building up your catalog and when you have lots of products during a long time you get really these snowball effects of sales being generated. So basically, this really works. And it it took me some six months to see the effect of this. It was small at the beginning. But if you go to my blog post, uh, I posted at the end of 2020, I posted my experience during that year. And this effect is really visible because... I don't have a problem sharing the results I'm, I'm getting because when I joined that server, some people were doing that and I found it very useful. So I have screenshots of my monthly reports and you can see at the beginning, it was really small, really low amounts. And slowly every month you you, you would see this growing up. So this can be seen visually in my blog post. Uh, if you want to get a few of what is this long tail and, and snowball effect, that blog post can really help. Uh, it's in my website and it's one of the first blog posts I have about my experience with 2020, if you're interested. But yeah, that's that's how it went. So after I, I, I released my second one, I started to think on my third and my fourth and that's how it went.
0: <laughs> that's a really cool story. And that's a lot of really good advice um, and insight into kind of the compounding effect of continuing to publish on these platforms. I am curious after getting so many publications out there, what your thoughts are on publishing on DM's Guild versus DriveThruRPG. Like I know that DM's Guild is a lot more like has to be very D&D focused, kind of using their IP and DriveThruRPG can be a little more flexible, but just do you see more success on one platform versus the other? Do you prefer one platform? So
1: different people have different opinions on that topic. So what I can tell you is, in my opinion, I would recommend new people without an audience, so people like me at at the beginning, to publish on DMs Guild. So basically, the downside of this is that DMs Guild takes 50% of of royalty. So it's it's a rather lot. However, DMs Guild is the biggest marketplace for D&D 5e and even if you are not tying your products to to the ip specifically you still have more chances for people to find your product there and i would even go and simply focus on tying your products to the ip why not uh, unless you're maybe not so familiar familiarized with the ip then maybe do your own stuff but why do i recommend the dm's guild it's because you have more chances for people to find your stuff there Meaning, you can work on building up a catalog and simultaneously also building up an audience. And I'm not sure if we're going to talk about marketing here, but I just want to s- briefly say that social media works, but I would recommend something else in addition to social media, which is email marketing. Because once you have an email list, you can shift your audience to other places. So once you do this, for example, one year, two years on DMs Guild, you can shift to drive to RPG so drive to RPG is a platform which allows many other systems including the 5 v however you cannot use the IP there you have to to do your own let's say content so you can create your own scenario you you cannot cite any like forgotten realms you cannot cite Erminster you cannot cite Eberron, nothing like that but since there are many other systems there, 5 v is not the focus and it's much harder to sell there if you don't have an audience. However, in the long run, it is a very good platform because the platform stores the emails of the customers and you, you have a tool in that platform which allows you to send emails to them, meaning that it's kind of a snowball as well because each product you put there, you get new it's, it's sale, you get there, you, you get new emails and you can, you can tell people, hey, I released a new product and it goes straight to their inboxes. So um, this is my recommendation. Some people simply go directly to drive to rpg which is fine. However, if you're doing 5e stuff, you need to be aware that it might be a bit more difficult and it could take a bit, a bit longer for you to, to, to see a lot of sales going on. So that's my take on 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 these two platforms and the way I like to go is is DM's Guild first for a fast you know basically what the DM's Guild allows you to do is to piggyback on the IP of of Wizards it's a really really powerful IP I have witnessed it a few times with other people and myself with three products I've witnessed uh, I was able to witness it three times already so that's that's the path I like it's DM's guild build your catalog build your audience shift to other th- other stuff like drive to rpg patreon kickstarter anything you want amazon each. so that's how I recommend but this is very personal as well I
0: think that's really good advice and I did not realize that drive rpg had an a way to email your like previous customers that's super helpful
1: <laughs> It is It actually is very good.
0: So I am curious. I would actually love to talk about marketing and just kind of the different techniques that you use. So you say you have an email list. What platform are you using to use that? Like, I know there's MailChimp, there's uh, ConvertKit, there's a bunch out there. So I'm just curious what you're using and kind of how often you're sending out emails. And talk to me about your marketing strategy.
1: Yeah, so... I use right now. I'm using Drip, but but it's paid. Uh, I started with Mailchimp, and uh, I follow. I, I saw many videos about a guy called Wes McDowell. On he's a marketing digital marketing expert, and on on YouTube, and he recommends Drip. So I decided, well, let's go let's go for Drip. Basically, because according to him, the open rates or the delivery is better. But I would start with Mailchimp because it's free up to 2,000 emails, and it takes a little while for for you usually to get to 2,000 emails. So it's great. Stick to with Mailchimp. A lot of people use it, so that's that's a good tool. Basically, I send emails every week, and and I don't sell or or you know my my emails they are not sale pitches or stuff like this. I, I use an approach that is recommended by a few experts, which it's called give, 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 then ask, which means basically you will usually give people stuff, free buys, three times. And then on the fourth time, you're going to ask something. So you, you're, you're going to sell sell them something. And anytime I try to sell folks something, I, I have usually a discount right for my, my subscribers. So, what I do, I personally like to provide some exclusive content to my subscribers i every month w- once a month I-, I send a an email with a exclusive map, an encounter, and a creature so 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 of, of course linked right the map is for the encounter and the creature is also for the encounter. Aside from this, I usually send a free map here and there I, I do a lot lots of pics of my content. I provide actionable picks of my future products. So for example, if I have an encounter book coming out, I will for sure extract one of the encounters and and, and provide it in full for my list. But I also do it on social media. Uh, This is not exclusive. The exclusive part is basically once a month. The rest, I usually do it on social media as well in the attempt to attracting people to also my email list. The way I run my list is basically like that. It's also recommended by the experts. Um, I try to use the sales funnel strategy. So the first level and the broader level, it's called awareness. And I, I go to social media and I show something to people and I, and I tell them, join my list. You get a free map pack. You get access to exclusive content every month. You get lots of free buys, uh, discounts and so on. And then people join my list. Sometimes I get more emails, sometimes less, but it's been growing much faster than I actually anticipated. But then once they are in my list, I try to generate interest, which is the next level of the funnel. Then the next level would be desire, because once people are aware of your product, they are interested. Now you can try to make them desire your product. And, and the last step would be action, which is the sales, right? So people will buy your product. It's not so easy to run all this. So I, I, my list is not super huge. It's also not too small, but I need to further increase it to see even better results. But at the point I am right now, I can really see how it works. And I also run a a Discord server about the topic, about email marketing. And people there share their data. I We kind of share best practices and so on. And it's really clear That email marketing is a great tool for sales, much better than any social media platform. So that's where I am investing my time. And it's really useful because once you have a list, you can, for example, move to another platform. Like I said, so I intend to start a Patreon next year. So what what can I do with my list? I can simply tell them, hey, folks, uh, I've been providing you free content every month, maps, uh, and lots of stuff. So I have big news for you now. I'm going to start a Patreon. My Patreon will be about this and that. And I would love if you would support me there. And I don't know, maybe a few of these people would actually support me. So that's why it's really good to have a list. And some people could think, but I have five 5,000 followers on Twitter, so I can do the same thing. Actually, not exactly because the platform, so Twitter or Facebook, or doesn't matter the platform, They will decide to whom they will show your tweets, if they will show you to to someone, and and when they will show. So so basically, you have no control over the content. You just post something, and you hope that the system, the platform, will reach people. And if you put a link, you're kind of screwed because the platform will kind of bury your your tweet, and they don't like uh, links. So I really like to use the social media because they are free. But it's important to know what what is their impact and, and their effects and, and what other alternatives you can use in addition to social media. So that's in short <laughs> how I run yeah, marketing.
0: There is so much good advice in everything that you just said. Hey entrepreneurs, I love introducing you to new creators every episode, but I could really use your support. I would love to invite you to join our Patreon page where you'll gain access to behind the scenes content, add your questions to upcoming interviews, and you could even receive a shout out on our site and an upcoming episode to learn more, go to lightheartadventures.com slash R P G. And now back to the show. Something that I would really like to go over uh, that we haven't really had a chance to talk too much about yet is diving into your processes. I would love to know how you decide on what your next project is going to be, and then kind of what are all of the different steps that you make from the point that you make that decision to having it ready for publication?
1: Okay, so I had two kinds of of contents I I wanted to put out. So One one content was not related to the IP, and it was some adventures. So I have this great trial series. I have three adventures there so far and two one-page adventures. But since they are not related to the IP, they are a bit more hard to sell. They sell a bit more slowly. And I am not taking them as a priority, although they are something I really like to pursue. But now that I'm running a business, I'm trying to go uh, with stuff I think will actually reach more people. And I also have a product that is also not related to the IP. It's called the Adamantine City of Tarondir. It's a plug-and-play city. You can place any setting, including Forgotten Realms or Eberron. And again, it's not strongly tied to the IEP, so it's not selling a lot. So I really wanted to have a, a series about it, but since it's not selling too much, since I have this business, I'm trying to go for what is working better for, for me right now, which is go, doing stuff that is related and tied to the IEP. So I have a product line, which I call Gap. It's basically filling the gaps that the official modules leave. So for example, the Descent into Avernus is really cool, but the DMs need to do some kind of a, you know, tweaks because it has some gaps. Same with pretty much most modules. So what I did, I invited people who have run these modules and, and they were the writers uh, and they wrote encounters to fill those gaps. I made the maps. And we put out some of them already. Uh, some others are in production. So far, we have modules for Avernus. We have modules for Heart of the Dragon Queen. We have for Ghost of Salt March, Tube of Annihilation, Curse of Thread. So we have a, a few already. And this is my Gap product line. And then I have a Ravenloft product line, because I noticed in it was last Black Friday. That Ravenloft fans—they are really fervorous. They—they they really love this setting. So once I saw the success, unexpected success of Encounters in Barovia, I quickly put out a, a second product called Encounters with the Dark Powers in three weeks. So this was really rushed, but it worked because it was a smaller product. So I, I managed to deliver uh, quality content in in a very short amount of time, and it also was really. Really huge success, and I decided, well, I'm gonna gonna create more Raven of content. Admittedly, none of the following products were as successful as the, the two first ones, but they all are be- they all are best sellers, so they all reached copper and above. So basically, what I'm doing right now is focusing my products on the DMs guild with IP content. Besides that, I am also preparing to run my first Kickstarter. I haven't announced anything officially. By the time this goes live, I think my, my campaign could be potentially already running. Going to be called Amazing Encounters and Places Volume 1. So basically, I'm taking what, what I have experience with, which are encounters and maps. And I'm going to do a Kickstarter about this. But the process, right? You asked about the process, right? So, so basically, with any book or supplement, the main, uh, let's say, asset you need for a book is actual the content, the writing, right? So so I have to either write the content myself or invite a writer to work with me and write the content. Once the content is written, we have to do two things in parallel because one is the playtest and the other one is editing. And, and I say in parallel because usually my experience with playtest is that, there isn't too much to be changed, and, and usually it's small things. So there is still time during editing to address those small changes required from a playtest. And since since playtests take so long, because you have to find playtesters, you have to give them time to run and then provide your feedback. I like to run this in, in parallel. But once you have the edited text and and If you are starting this business and you think you don't need an editor, forget this idea because you need an editor, okay? So editors are really important. Always make sure to have one. So this is one important tip. Once you have your text ready, you can go and proceed with layout. Layout is basically putting that rough content, I mean rough in terms of visuals, right? And put it into something that will look nice, both in terms of layout and art. So um, you have to go after art. I have a a blog post which helps creators to be cost-effective when dealing with art. So I'm not going to go into the details, but my blog post addresses that. And then you put it in in a beautiful format. You generate a PDF, and then you can publish it. Once you publish it, you have to put word uh, around that. So you basically have to promote your product. And I talked about marketing already, so you, you can use your own strategies for marketing. But the process in very short lines is basically what I mentioned, right? And my blog posts, they are focused on publishing. So you feel free to take a look there. I have posts about different topics, not all of them, but many of the processes are described in my posts. Okay,
0: Cool. Something that I do want to make sure that we have time to ask is a question that I like to ask in all of my interviews, which is when you look back over the last, I guess, a couple of years now, since you started working on these publications, what would you say has been the most challenging part? That
1: would be, I'm not sure if it's challenging, but it's the part that stresses me out the most is the playtest. Because the the playtest is it's all about you know finding people and and then once you find them you so you need to communicate with them and ask them to run your content you have to send send the content to them and what usually happens is that some people who have shown interest they get the materials and sometimes they don't reply back so kind of a, you don't hear hear back from them so basically you need a, a, a bigger pool of people. Because a part of this pool ends up not for for any reason. Maybe people get busy. Maybe they see the content and they don't, don't like it that much. But anyways, you need a bigger pool of people. Then you give you need to give them time to run everything, and afterwards get the feedback. So so it's a lengthy process, and it, it stresses me out for some reason. Uh, so yeah, that would be that would be it. <laughs> Playtest.
0: Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. It's always that risk of, you know, you're putting something out there that you've worked really hard on and then it's like, oh well, I hope they like it. (laughs) Yep. That's it. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Well, to flip it around, what would you say has been the most rewarding part of this journey?
1: I would say there are two things. One is actually putting everything together in layout and art. So I really like when it doesn't matter if I wrote the product or not, if it's someone else did, but I really I, I do the layouts myself, usually. I have two big projects in which I will not be the layout artist, but most times I, I do them. And I really like to put everything together and to bring this the thing to life and, and, and really, you know, with nice art and, and a nice cover and so on. So this I like a lot. Other part which I've been starting to notice very slowly is that some people seem to recognize, I had this experience, it was I think last week, some people seem to know my maps already, and they even recognize my maps. So for example, there was a repost bot on Reddit who simply copied one of my posts from three months ago with the same text and then with another account saying, look at this map I just did. And several people there said, you didn't do this map. And they tagged me and saying, hey, uh, this this map is from c C, c-, c- And I said, what? So people kind of, uh, it's it's weird. Because it seems that people have a good memory, I don't know, but it was an interesting experience to learn that people are already linking my maps to my to me. So it's 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 a nice feeling as well.
0: I, okay, it's not cool that someone was trying to steal your work, but it's really cool that people were able to recognize it.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, this bot was banned. I, I contacted the moderators, and uh, it was a bot, and, and the moderators banned it. But I think it was interesting that it happened because I, I, I found out about this information I didn't have. I didn't know that some people could actually recognize a map I made and tie it to me. This was, this was <laughs> new to me. This was new information. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, as we start to wind down, um, I would love to know, just kind of looking through the rest of the year and next year, just what are some upcoming projects that we haven't talked about yet that you are feeling excited about?
1: Yeah, very shortly. I have a a big project that I've been working for almost a year with another two writers, and there is an artist. It's a a small team, but a big project. It's a campaign module, very similar to Call from the Deep or modules from Wizards. It's a Chessenta's Tyranny. It's a campaign from level 1 to 10, so rather big. With six chapters, it's going to have quite some maps, and I don't know the page count, but it's surely going to be above 200. So um, it's going to have, it's going to be streamed. It's going to have some minis. So it's going to be big. I hope, and uh, let's see how that goes. I, I have a, already a teaser video which I could not share yet because I'm missing uh, one piece of of the narration. But I'm going to start uh, from October onwards to to promote this a lot more. So that's one thing. And my plan is to release this product this year. It's going to be a tr- real challenge because of the playtest, but. Let's see. And the other one is this Kickstarter I mentioned, going to be also very big. I don't have all the details because I am at the very beginning of this whole process. I have a few writers uh, working on this with me. It's going to be a Kickstarter with 64 maps at least. And if we consider the different versions a map has, I am estimating maybe 400 to 500 versions. So it's going to be a lot of written content, probably sixty to 70,000 words, if not more. The preview alone, which is already done, and i written it myself, has 17,000 words. So it's going to be also very big, and you should all start hearing about it a little bit more, uh, maybe next week or the, 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 the week after the next. And I already mentioned it's called Amazing Encounters and Places, Volume 1. Basically going to be, eight locations for forests, mountains, coasts, and swamps, each location with six encounters, which are standalone. There is going to be an optional overarching plot, which can tie all these encounters into an adventure. And we will also provide a final encounter to close this adventure, and all these supported by maps. Okay, So it's going to be 56 encounters so yeah lots of content and finally yeah. yeah finally in 2022 my plan is to be a little less on DMs guild and a little bit more on Kickstarter and also Patreon so this is this is basically my plans so far
0: okay that's awesome you've got a lot going on and i'm definitely excited to see that Kickstarter
1: thanks thanks or allow me to speak a bit a bit of a, about those projects i'm really excited about them
0: yeah, definitely. Well, CZ, thank you so much for coming on today. Where can people find you? So yeah, so
1: thank thanks for uh, to you as well because it's really, really like this opportunity to talk to you. And people can find me on my website, which which is rather uh, simple to be found. It's czrpg.com. And in that website, you can subscribe to my email list and get access to the exclusive content and the free map pack with 57 map versions, almost 60 map versions. So it's a lot of maps, urban maps. And you can explore the map gallery, uh, which you talked about. You can explore some of my products. Besides, I am on Twitter. I am uh, at C- CZush1. So I think the link will help a little bit more, because this is a bit more complex to uh, <laughs> to, to, to to pronounce. But yeah, it's going to be in the links, I guess. And I am on Facebook and Instagram as well, but I don't use those platforms that much. I'm mostly on Twitter and and in my website.
0: Okay, yes, I will definitely have links to those in the show notes. But Stacey, thanks for coming on today. This has been really cool to learn about all the stuff that you do. You just finished another episode of Role, Play, Grow. To check out the show notes from today's episode, you can go to lightheartadventures.com slash RPG. To keep up with every episode, please subscribe on your podcast player of choice. And if you're enjoying the show, I would absolutely love if you would leave me a review and share this episode with your friends. Your review might even get featured on an upcoming episode. To follow me on Twitter, you can either find me at lightheartadv for our business account, or at Ketra WCR for tweets on gaming, my dog Bowser, and other random shenanigans. You can also find us as Lightheart Adventures on both Instagram and Patreon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Role Play Grow.